You're listening to a news report podcast from TheBody.com, the Internet's most comprehensive HIV-AIDS resource. I'm Miles Helfand, Managing Editor of TheBody.com. A new HIV medication has received a thumbs up from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. On October 12th, the FDA approved Icentris, the first member of a new class of meds called integrase inhibitors. Icentris is also known generically as Raltegravir, and during its early development was called MK0518. To find out more about Icentris and how it might impact the treatment landscape for HIV-positive people, I spoke by phone with Dr. David Wohl, an associate professor of medicine at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill and the co-director of HIV services for the North Carolina Department of Corrections. In the interest of disclosure, I should note that Dr. Wohl has participated in research on Icentris and has also received research funding from Merck and Company, which developed Icentris. Dr. Wohl, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. So, Icentris, what is this drug all about, and why do HIV doctors seem to be so excited about it? I think any time that there is a new HIV medicine, there's certainly a buzz but especially when there's a new HIV medicine that works completely different than any of the previous HIV medicines we have. So here we have a new drug that also is in a different class of drugs than we ever had before. So this works in a completely different way than any of the available HIV medicines we have had to date. So is Icentris meant for people for whom other drugs have failed? So typically what happens is that new drugs will come along and be tried uh, in people who've failed uh, other medications or whose medications have failed them. So you might have been on something before, now here's a new medicine, why don't you try this, is the approach of studies of new HIV medicines. It's pretty hard to start out as a medication that would be used first line. And part of that is because we have so many really good first line medications. Those are medications we use initially to treat the virus infection that it's really challenging to come up with something that could be even better than what we've got now. So the companies oftentimes will try out a new medicine in people who really are a little bit more needy for new medicines, on people who've been through other medicines and don't have as many choices. And that's exactly how Icentris has been studied to date. And how well does it seem to work in those people? Well, Icentris, uh, you know, Raltegravir, uh, it works really well, and that's why there's all the hoopla and why um, it was approved. So the medication has been studied um, in treatment experienced patients. It's also been studied in people in a smaller way who've never been on therapy. So we do have some data about that. But the really big news has been how well this drug performed in people who had been on therapies before, did not have a lot of treatment options. And that's a really tough group to see success in. And the drug was well tolerated. It had great response. And, you know, for people who really don't have very many choices, that's a tremendous finding. That's a great result and really a boon to HIV therapy. So, but the, the study that was done, and there were a couple of really big studies done across the planet looking at this drug, what they found was that, you know, this drug doesn't work well alone. And that's what we've seen with every HIV medication, basically, is that, you know, it could be powerful itself, 
but alone it's not going to do it. It's like a table with only one leg instead of two, you know three or four to keep it stable. It just can't do all the heavy lifting by itself. And, and so in these studies, it's shown that if you take another active drug, another drug that should work against this virus that the patient has, and with this other new drug, raltegravir, you see better success. Even better success was seen if you had three drugs altogether, Isentris plus two other drugs that had some activity against the virus. So this is what we see with any any HIV medicine. We, we really need to combine this thoughtfully with other medications. And I think a very important thing, and the reason why, again, you're, you're seeing this sort of perfect storm of, of enthusiasm about this drug is that we now do have other new drugs that we could combine with this one to craft a very potent, effective regimen. Now, is there any sign yet that uh, specific drugs would be best combined with Icentris? Well, in the studies that have been done to date, it's really just a matter of what drugs were available. So certainly if someone had never been on, let's say, Kaletra and had susceptibility to Kaletra, taking Icentris with Kaletra and possibly another drug that the virus should respond to that would be a good combo. In the studies that were done, it was mostly darunavir, prezista, which is taken with norvir, that had a good effect, as did fusion, an injectable drug that I think many people are familiar with. And certainly if people took fusion, prezista, and also Icentris, they really just had great, great results. So again, I think if this drug came out and there, were no, there was really nothing to combine it with, We'd, we'd see some trouble. We would see that this would have limited applicability. But now that there are these other drugs that do work against resistant virus, it's exciting. But as you alluded to in your other question about when is it best to use this drug, I think part of the excitement, too, is that this doesn't have to necessarily be a drug that we think of as only being in the salvage situation. That's the, that's the situation that we've studied it the most. That is, people who have been through other medications don't have, a mu don't have as many options left, and we quote-unquote salvage them with these combinations, these cocktails of potent HIV drugs. I think there's excitement because you, one can imagine that this could become a therapy that could be used even earlier in HIV care. How far down the road do you think that might start to be the case? Well, I think what happens always um, is that a drug comes out and is used in one niche and then migrates to another. So we saw this with Kaletra. Kaletra came out and people were using it mostly uh, in a salvage situation that I described of people who really have fewer choices. It was used to rescue them from virus that had become drug resistant. And slowly but certainly, the drug became really one of the most popular and still is one of the most popular initial therapies we use. So it doesn't take long before clinicians play with drugs and start to use them earlier. It also helps a lot if there are more studies, well-powered studies, looking at the drug in those circumstances. And certainly the makers of Icentris appreciate this, and they have designed and have already started um, presenting data from studies uh, that look at use of the drug in people who have limited or no HIV treatment experience. And so I think that, you know, once another nice big study comes out, um, we'll be very tempted to use this earlier on. Right. Now, you had mentioned a little bit earlier that in the studies on Icentris so far, it seemed to be very well tolerated. Could you talk a little bit about the side effects associated with it? 
Yeah, again, it's hard sometimes to tease out the side effects of the drug, especially in the kind of studies that it has been engaged in, because people are taking a bunch of other medicines at the same time. And in the case of this particular drug and where it's been mostly studied, you have people who are involved in the study who are um, more advanced and have more problems with their health. Some of the things that that there are signals for are that there could be some nausea, diarrhea associated with this medication. Again, how much of that is the combined medication uh, that people would be taking in in this situation? There could also be some elevations of some of the blood tests, including a muscle enzyme that that people um, can have measured in their blood. But generally, it was really well tolerated, uh, and I think that's important. There have been reports of uh, cancers developing in people on the drug. Again, that's often hard to tease out from the background because people living with HIV are more susceptible to cancers. So I think there's going to be a lot more investigation looking at what happens to people on the medication. And this is fairly typical. You know, I think it's this post-marketing surveillance uh, that is very important with all drugs, especially HIV drugs. There's a big rush to get medications approved, and I think that's a good thing, but we may not have all the long-term safety data we need. So there's a real emphasis on trying to make sure we capture safety data once the drug kind of hits the proving ground of after approval. So I don't think we have the complete story. And I think once we see more data from treatment uh, studies that involve people who have not been on HIV medicines before, you'll get a, a cleaner sense of, you know, what the side effects of the drug are. But so far, it seems to be remarkably well tolerated. An important aspect of this drug is that it does not require Norvir to be co-administered. So many of our drugs, the protease inhibitors in particular, require Norvir to um, boost the level of the medication in the blood. Norvir is a protease inhibitor itself, but at low doses, it can raise the level of other drugs in the blood and make those other drugs more potent and make it so that you don't have to take them as frequently. The problem is that even low doses of Norvir can be associated with intolerance, such as nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and even some changes in cholesterol, triglycerides, and sugars, blood sugars in people's body. So it's not the most ideal HIV medicine that we have. And being free from Norvir, I think, is a positive aspect of Isentris. Isentris is the first integrase inhibitor to be approved in the United States, but it's certainly not the only one in development, right? No. Um, Hot on its heels is another medication, L-Vitegravir, and this is a, another drug that does a similar sort of job of preventing the virus from integrating into our DNA. And um, that drug is a little bit further behind in development. There have been some data regarding that drug. And again, it looks promising. That drug does need to be taken with Norvir, so that will be a little bit of a deficit with that particular compound. But I think it will be very important to see how these two drugs do head-to-head. And I am a big fan of comparative studies, that is, studies that compare one drug versus another rather than having to try to make some assumptions or inferences based upon uh, studies done separately. So you study drug A and you study drug B, but not against each other, and you try to judge which is better. It's really just best to put drug A and B in the same study and see how they do head-to-head. 
And so I think we'll see those kind of studies um, in the not too, too distant future, but it's going to take a while. So I think for a while it's going to be iCentris alone in this class of medications. Is there any indication yet about so if a person takes iCentris, and uh, although it seems like the odds are, are pretty good of them doing well on it as long as they have a good number of other drugs that work well in their regimen, if iCentris doesn't work out, uh, have they ruined their chances of taking like elvitegravir or another integrase inhibitor down the line? Um, I could firmly say maybe. Uh, we don't know. Uh, so there is cross-resistance between Icentris and this other drug, Elvitegravir, and there are different pathways of resistance. It's still very early in the game uh, in trying to understand resistance and understanding how uh, much the resistance that is cultivated during treatment impacts other drugs. But yes, it's likely that if you have trouble with resistance to raltegravir, you may very well compromise um, other drugs in the class. And that's not unique to this class. We see that with all the classes of HIV medicines, you become resistant to one, you're basically going to knock out one or more of other drugs in that class. So the virus um, mutates and gets around the mechanism of one drug. If another drug shares that mechanism, it's not too surprising that you'd see some uh, decreased activity of the other drug. So if a person wants to get their hands on Icentris, uh, how easy will it be for them to do that now that it's been approved? I think um, it won't be too long before people will be um, popping Icentris. Uh, first, of course, your clinician would have to decide that it's the best approach for you. And again, generally crafting a new regimen around this medication is a good idea. We, we have a good sense that Icentris has some resistance to resistance, meaning it's not too easy to get resistant to it, but it's also not the most bulletproof, let's say, of the HIV medicines we have, meaning that resistance can develop to this drug. So I think there has to be a good regimen, a good combination of medicines that are prescribed along with this medication to increase its chance of working well and for a long time. And once that occurs, then it's just a matter of when does it get to the stores. After FDA approval, there's there's usually a lag time, of course, before a drug can get transported to the various pharmacies. Uh, AIDS drug assistance programs, our ADAPs, have to include uh, the drug on the formulary and then get stocked. So it can take a few weeks from, from approval uh, to availability uh, in stores and on formularies and on insurance plans. But I would say within the next few weeks, certainly people will, will be able to get it. I hear that the drug is expected in stores within a week or so. All right. So then stepping back and looking at the approval of Icentris from, a, I guess, a larger perspective, what do you feel the overall impact of this drug's approval is, especially given that we you know, we have Celsentry, who which came in a couple months ago. Is the addition of Icentris one small step for HIV treatment, or is it a giant leap? Um, I think it's a, it's a big hop. I, I really am encouraged by this. I like that this is a medication that works in a completely different way. I like that this is a medication that doesn't need pharmacological boosting with another drug, meaning it doesn't require another drug to be as uh, effective as it could be. Uh, it's likely that this drug will mix well with others. 
And I think that generally this is a very, very exciting step. I mean, we we are bound historically by what drugs came out first. We use a lot of AZT and like drugs because they were the initial drugs. If they were to come out now, we might not be using as much as we do. It's historic. So that this drug comes out, um, it's in a new class. Were this to have come out 10 years ago, this might be something we would be using all the time. We would be. So I think this is a, a real big advance, and, and I am very encouraged by it. I think this is a bigger advance than having Maraviroc, the new uh, CCR5 inhibitor, come out. I think this is, a, this is a novel new class of drugs. This is going to be a workhorse of a drug, I think, in various situations. And there's some exciting data and some theories about how this integrase inhibitor uh, Icentris works and what it can do to decrease the amount of virus in different parts of the body. And I think there's going to be a lot more work done with that. So I think overall, at this early point in its history, it's, it's an exciting development. And I'm looking forward to studies that examine this drug in different circumstances, including people with much less drug exposure in their past. Dr. David Wolf, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. The opinions expressed by hosts or interviewees in this podcast do not constitute professional advice, should not be considered substitutes for professional services, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Body Health Resources Corporation or its sponsors. Please see the full disclaimer online at thebody.com. If you have comments or questions, please contact us. This has been a news report podcast from thebody.com. Be sure to check in at thebody.com frequently for the latest news and information on HIV, including in-depth interviews with HIV-positive people, researchers, and healthcare professionals.